0: Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Archer Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Archer Libraries podcast for the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson, the eServices Librarian, and today's episode is going to be a precursor to World Book Night, because tomorrow the day after this podcast goes out is World Book Night and so we are going to focus on the theme of World Book Night this year which is books that make you smile and I have contacted a few of my colleagues who have sent me little sound clips about either books that make them smile or some quotes that make them smile from books and things like that so we are also going to touch as well on Shakespeare a little bit because Shakespeare's birthday is the same day as World Book Night. So we've got a little bit of that at the end of the episode too for you guys. So but to get us kicked off and started, I have got a little selection of recommended books that make you smile by Alison Walsh, our Customer Services Librarian at Copebridge.
1: Hi, I'm Alison, one of the librarians at Coatbridge Library, and I'd like to tell you about a few books that make me smile. First of all, I'd like to recommend The Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, aged 13 and 3 quarters, which I think is still a classic of the comic novel genre, going through all of Adrian's trials and tribulations of his adolescence and all his angst and his pursuit of becoming an intellectual young man. Continuing with the Leicester theme, I'd also like to recommend the books of Nina Stibby, eh, starting off with *Love Nina*, which is outra- full of outrageous tales of when she became a nanny in London, and it features lots of cameos by the well-known literati. Which brings me neatly on to another book that makes me smile, or books that make me smile, and that's Alan Bennett's diaries, which are full of beautiful stories and comic vignettes that just bring a chuckle, although a particular favourite of mine is when he described travelling on upper class flights and sleeping in the pods as like going to sleep in a waltzer. Bringing things more up to date, I'd also recommend Queenie by Candace Carthy-Williams, which is tender, it's funny, it's disastrous and it's just peopled with lots of colourful characters and one of the funniest books that I have read recently um, is Hungry by Grace Dent which is a kind of food-based memoir it's got lots of laugh out moments but I think particularly um, regardless of the food aspects if you like 80s pop or smash hits then there's definitely plenty of chuckles to be had here Um, and really I'm just going to say one word to look out for the most laugh out loud funny bit in it is Ultravox and those of you who a certain vintage will hopefully appreciate that and lastly of course the queen of comedy writing marion keys every book has its comic moments as well as it's sad and to me that's probably the joy of reading is finding the light in the dark
0: I think everyone will agree that there's some fantastic reads amongst that selection there given by Alison. And next up we have got Craig Tobin, our Macmillan project manager, who wants to recommend one of his favourite reads that he's read recently.
2: Hi, I'm Craig Tobin. I work on the Macmillan Project uh, for North Lanarkshire and South Lanarkshire Libraries. So this year, the standout book for me is Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. And for World Book Night, we are looking um, for quotes that have made us smile. And there are so many to choose from with this book. Um, My favourite, Shuggy heard the nurse say to a male attendant that she thought for sure that Agnes was a working girl. She is not, said Shuggy quite proudly. My mother has never worked a day in her life. She's far too good looking for that. The matted mink coat gave her an air of superiority and her black strappy heels clacked out a slurred beat on the marble hallway The descriptions are just so brilliant and the image that you conjure um, when reading this book, there are so many moments that really made me smile but that one is a standout for me.
0: I really love how the imagery on the pages stood out so strongly to Craig and Chuggy Bain. It just shows how important the words can be to bringing the story to life. And our open an officer, Hilary Petrie, also has a similar experience with another book, which combines both poetry and photographs to really bring a more stronger, vivid image of the po- of the poems to life.
3: Hillary, one of the open learning officers, normally based in Motherwell Library. A book that makes me smile is The, the Spirit of the Hebrides, which is a collection of images and words inspired by Sorley Maclean, by poet Kenneth Stephen and photographer Alistair Jackson. It's a lovely, small A5-style uh, paperback that's got monochromatic photos of sky and Rassi. Not the must-see images of tourist spots that you find on Instagram or other social media platforms, but seascapes and landscapes that reflect the weather, the place, its history and its people. Each double page features a short poem alongside an image. Why did they make me smile? Well, as well as a calming, peaceful element to them, even when the images include wilder weather, I suppose it's the memories of the holiday time spent there over many years that they bring back, and the sense of peace and calm that you find both in the hills and at the coast. I think my favourite of them all is an image of rocks and boulders on the shoreline with the waves crashing in and the spray coming up. From the credits I can work out where it's been taken, uh, and it's an area I know reasonably well. In the background, the sky and the rain clouds meet the top of the mountains. In some places, the rain's even lower than that. Yet at one side, there's that little patch of brighter sky and the promise of light after the rain that image is set alongside a poem that reads sometimes in all the rush and hurry of our lives we need so much just now and then to find an island absolutely right
0: it's really fantastic to see how images can really spark the imagination and bring back memories that you have of times gone past and that book certainly does that with Hillary. our next little piece is from Alison again who wants to bring us one of her favorite quotes from a marianne keys book <laughs>
1: There are many Marian Keyes quotes that are really very funny, but this is a particular favourite of mine from her novel Watermelon. I suppose I wanted to have my cake and eat it, but then again, what were you going to do with your cake if not eat it? Frame it. Use it as a sashi in your underwear drawer.
0: I'd have to say that cake is most definitely for eating, for sure. So I definitely agree with that one. And next up, we have got Juju Maguire, who is our customer services librarian at the Airdrie Library. She would like to share a little passage with you from The Vital Spark by Neil Munro, which introduces us to Parahandi.
4: Hi, Judy McGuire here, Customer Services Librarian at Airdrie Library. I'd like to share with you a book that always makes me smile, and it is The Vital Spark by Neil Munro. If you're old enough, you may remember the TV programme featuring Parahandy and his crew on The Vital Spark. I'd like to read you a little bit Of one of the stories from this book and it's Parahandy's wedding. So this might just give you a bit of a flavour of why it cheers me up and makes me smile. It's possible that Parahandy might still have been a bachelor if Callum Cameron had not been jilted. Three days before Callum was to have been married, the girl exercised a girl's privilege and changed her mind. She explained her sad inconstancy by saying she'd never cared for him and only said yes to get him off her face. It was an awkward business because it left the baker's widow, Mrs Crawford, with a large bride's cake on her hands. It's true the bride's cake had been paid for but in the painful circumstances neither of the parties to the broken contract would have anything to do with it and it continued to lie in the baker's window. A pathetic evidence of woman's perfidy. All Campbelltown talked about it. People came five and six miles in from the country to look at it. Then they saw what a handsome example of the confectioner's art it was. They shook their heads and said the lassie could have no heart, let alone good taste. Mrs Crawford, being a smart businesswoman, put a bill in the window with the legend Excellent Bride's Cake, second hand, seventeen and six. But there were no offers, and she was on the point of disposing of it when, by one of those providential accidents that are very hard on the sufferer, but lead by a myriad consequent circumstances to the most beneficent ends a man in Carrick Street, Glasgow, broke his leg. The man never heard of Parahandy in all his life, nor of the vital spark. He'd never been in Campbelltown. And if he had not kept a pet tortoise, he would never have figured in this book. And Parahandy might not have been married, even though Callum Cameron's girl had been a jilt. So. I'll leave it there, and if you're interested in how all well those circumstances came together to result in Harahandi's wedding, you can read The Vital Spark by Neil Munro.
0: I think one of the things that this episode in the podcast shows is, just how diverse people's tastes can be and how different things can make different people smile. And that is shown as well with the next book recommendation by Ross, who is part of our Macmillan team.
5: Hi there, I'm Ross, the Macmillan Services and Volunteering Coordinator. Um, and as part of the World Book Night, I'm going to recommend one of the recent books that I have read that's definitely made me smile. Um, the book is called Submarine and it's written by the author Joe Dunthorne. Um, it follows a young man, Oliver Tate, um, I think he's about 15 years old and it pretty much describes all his internal thoughts and feelings um, most of which he tends not to express there's a lot of kind of rude and funny one-liners in there as well that are definitely going to make you smile. Um, the book's been made into a film which is equally as funny. Um, And the lead singer from the rock band Arctic Monkeys has actually written all the soundtracks for the movie as well, which is fantastic. So I definitely um, recommend reading the book and then watching the film. Um, And you're bound to have a few laughs if you do that.
0: Now, as we mentioned at the start of this episode... World Book Night also happens to be William Shakespeare's birthday as well, so we couldn't have this episode without touching on Shakespeare in some little way. And so we have got a couple of experiences from Hilary and Alison about their experience of Shakespeare plays and things like that as well. So first up we're going to have Hilary who will tell us a little bit about her theatre experiences of Shakespeare and also she'll mention how she has come across a song which is inspired by Shakespeare, and is written by someone who wrote a song that is well-known for a lot of us from our childhood. Like
3: most others, I suppose, I was introduced to the standard Shakespeare texts in secondary school. Some sonnets and then plays such as The Merchant of Venice, Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth, and Hamlet. When I was in fifth year, we were taken to see a stage version of Hamlet, and that introduced me to the idea that it doesn't have to be exactly the same as the play. If I remember rightly, everything on the stage was slanted or skew-with, and it was set in 1930s Europe. Since then, I've enjoyed seeing or hearing Shakespeare rather than reading it. There are two in particular that come to mind that make me smile and chuckle. The first of those is the Reduce Shakespeare Company, who do the full 37 plays in 97 minutes, with a very small cast. Some of their stuff's online, so if you're not familiar with them, I'd thoroughly recommend dipping into it and look out for them once we're able to get back into the theatre. The other is Adam McNaughton's Our Hamlet. Adam McNaughton is the person who wrote the Julie piece song, you know the one that about not being able to fling pieces out a 20 storey flat? Anyway, he wrote Our Hamlet when he was teaching English, I think to try and help teenagers engage with it. It's the whole story in a few verses and choruses and set to the Scottish traditional tune known as The Mason's Apron, all in about three minutes. It's a great song and it's another one for you to go and look up if you don't already know it.
0: Our final little clip is Alison sharing her experience of Shakespeare and some of her favourite plays and, and writings by Shakespeare and also how some modern fiction can bring a new audience to Shakespeare as well.
1: Hi there, Alison again from Cobridge Library. As well as being World Book Night, of course, to the 23rd of April is also St George's Day and also Shakespeare's birthday. And as a result, I'd like to tell you about my favourite Shakespeare play, King Lear, which is a tragedy that follows the decline of the Mad King as his three daughters circle his throne, with only really one of them with his true interests at heart. And it's true that this is probably my Shakespeare, favourite Shakespeare play that I have read. It certainly stays with me, and as a reader, I'll take the tragedies over the comedies any day. But if i have been entirely honest, my favourite play is probably Much Ado About Nothing, which I have never read, but I have watched the Kenneth Branagh movie so many times, and my head was completely turned by the setting of it in a huge Tuscan villa, the masked ball, and of course the famous love story between Beatrice and Benedict and I'm sad to tell you that you can't stream this movie anymore and my old VH video of it is now completely defunct so it might not be as good as I remember but for a long time, Defeated Now by House Moves I had a fabulous poster with the entire play on it and I recommend that you maybe read it or just try and track down the movie. Also, on the subject of Shakespeare, I definitely recommend, if you haven't already, to go and read Maggie O'Farrell's novel Hamnet, and that gives it a brilliant insight into the world of the Bard. So, happy World Book Night, and happy Shakespeare's birthday.
0: that's all we have got time for today guys we hope you have found some nice little book recommendations amongst our books that make you smile if you have listening to this before world book night we hope you have a fantastic world book night when it comes or if you have already had world book night we hope it went fantastically well for you guys and you enjoyed A a night focused on reading and read some fantastic stories amongst there. If you have enjoyed this episode of our podcast, do leave us some feedback by using the hashtag hashtag FLB podcast on Twitter and leaving us a little comment on there. But that's all for now, guys. We'll be back soon with another episode and we'll see you all again soon. Bye now.